Well, hello. Welcome to this episode of LARPing Live. I'm your host, Risky Krisky, recorded as always from the local Mantres Bar and Grill. I'm in the second stall from the left, as you can smell. Had a big-ass word of carnitas earlier, and if you could bring some matches in here, that'd be excellent. On with the show. All right, what's up, everybody? Risky Krisky here, and as you can tell by the podcast name, I think I'm going to go with something like, uh, it's not conspiracy theory when it's true. Something along those lines. I got Eric here uh, from a multitude of places. Uh, Eric, how you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, man? Glad to be here. Thanks, buddy. So um, I doubt my listeners are familiar with who you are because they're mostly LARPing nerds like myself that just hang out <laughs> in the woods in full kit. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Right. Um, <clears throat> so um, I uh, spent most of my adult life in the Marine Corps. I am a retired major. And um, did multiple tours to Afghanistan, combat veteran. Um, my background is uh, communications, um, anti-terrorism, force protection. Um, let's see, operations and also um, foreign military advising. So I, I started out in comms and I gained the additional MOS um, as a foreign military advisor and did uh a tour as um, an advisor training Afghan police um, spent some time in, in Eastern Afghanistan with the army on a joint tour. I was with the 101st airborne and first cavalry division out in regional command East. And then uh, my second time uh, I went over to uh, Afghanistan. I was in RC Southwest um, in Helmand province. So um, awesome. after I got out of the Marine Corps, um, I just kind of, doing the stay at home dad thing, but, um, active got my, my channel on YouTube and I run the, my telegram stuff, as you know, <clears throat> um, gung ho veterans haven't been too active on YouTube just because I've been really busy lately and YouTube fucking sucks. So. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, I see, I didn't even realize you were, used to be a major. I, I got out of the spec four. So I'm like, I'm a little, I'm on my P's and Q's and I don't take it all seriously. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I'm not uh, that cool, man. I promise. <laughs> no, you are cool. You are cool, dude. Uh, so for all of you wondering, um, Eric and my interaction with Eric, I don't remember how we found each other. Maybe it was it on that local telegram page. And we kind of got off of that. Remember uh, what I'm talking about where everyone I was going to rallies so. and stuff. It's either that or I saw your videos and I was like, dude, your videos are sweet. You should do oh, this. It, and then like randomly, <laughs> randomly you were in like the the local chat on telegram and i was like what the fuck <laughs> well i remember seeing I, a lot of the stuff on the telegram channel so we're both in north carolina and we we were on telegram around the same time or maybe kind of transitioned to telegram from other platforms around the same time right and the, a lot of the local groups are full of good-hearted minded people some right. of it's outlandish fake phony stuff and just some kind of lower hanging fruit and i want to i want to give you guys and present top tier level information that can make differences in your lives and it, that stuff was just not really doing it for me um and then i saw your comments and posts and i was like this guy is posting fire and it was like sometimes i was like man this seems like bullshit and i click on it no the facts are right there receipts every time so literally you kind of set the standard 
and, uh, on Telegram, in my opinion, for local, real life. Like, you're not some mystery internet guy. Like, I've interacted with you plenty, and all, you're bringing the heat, and it's all factual. So I appreciate that you go through the time and check all that. Because, I mean, to be honest, that's why I don't post on my Telegram channel so much is because it's just so fucking time intensive to yeah, confirm all this it's stuff. brutal. <laughs> But it's amazing. I literally, I look at every single post you have on there. And we'll put all <laughs> the links in the description for his Telegram and, uh, and YouTube channel. So we, we were talking earlier today, and I was like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Let's stop. <laughs> Let's do a podcast because some of the information was just absolutely, it just hit the nail on the head. And, and the best part is here, I can't, I can't tell you what's going to happen next. But right. when all, there's so many coincidences and they all kind of are pointing in direction. We can at least know the, the general heading, right? Yeah. And, and I think you provide a shit ton of good information. So I don't know where we should start this. Like, we can kind of literally do this however we want. There's no, there's no rules. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, um, maybe just talk about earlier what we, what we got started on earlier with that video. I think that's right. How... Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, go ahead, man. Um, so I, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's easier just for for whoever's listening to just kind of go like chronologically, like as we're kind of walking through everything that's gone on, like the past, I don't know, two years, really kind of going back to like late 2019, stuff like that. See, I think um, you yeah, you sound like a major. That's pretty smart as composed as compared to what I would have done. Just so, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Um, and so the, the other thing is, too, is like, I don't I don't want to fucking like black pill people. And I don't, I don't want to like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to pre preempt everything that we're talking about here as possible things that are happening. Like, this isn't something that I'm saying is going to happen. Um, <clears throat> I'm just kind of observing the events that took place um, that I've paid very, very, very close attention to. And, you know, my mind, like just kind of peeling back the onion on, on, on who I am and, and my experience, you know, I spent, I spent more than half of my career working in operations, which is all planning. Um, and I've, I've been at every level of the Marine Corps from a battalion level to a regiment all the way up to the MEF level, which is working for a two-star on a general officer's staff. Um, I worked directly for a one-star, the MEB commander as his personal anti-terrorism force protection officer. So it's my, my job basically uh, an additional collateral duty uh, as working in the op shop was to develop anti-terrorism force protection plans. And, and basically I was a part of, of that at, at, at some of the highest levels, you know, um, when you're talking the MEF level, you're kind of bridging the gap between tactical and operational levels um, for, for you military guys out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, oh yeah. So I've, I've been, you know, at, at the small unit level and I've, I've been at the big box level, you know, the big brain think tanks working for general officers. And all you do is you sit around with other dudes and you plan shit. So that's that's kind of how my mind works. That, that's how I'm I'm programmed. And so, you know, um, and, and I'm, I'm very in tuned with, you know, um, like the, the Intel ops cycle, you know, where intelligence drives operations and operations drives intelligence. And okay. so. You kind of look at all of these events that are taking place and everything that's happening and you kind of fit the fit the puzzles together where they fit. And the more information you have, obviously, the better, the better picture it builds for you. Um, and, and then, you know, you can kind of make assumptions based on information, based on events that have actually already happened. 
and you you know you can kind of predict you know the future if you will if that makes sense um and so that's kind of that's kind of where i'm coming from um and so i, I like just to interrupt for a second um i got two things so first of all for a lot of you guys you might be somewhat cloudy on what he just said when he says ops think boots on the ground the decisions and tactics they have to make and the things that have to go on for them to be successful so it's not hey we're thinking about logistical crap and shit like that it's like these guys have to have this to succeed here's how they do it here's what we think they'll encounter yada yada so it's yeah. real critical thinking skills that matter to the, the boots on the ground yeah uh, basically think of operations as like you're 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 a jack of all trades like you have to know a little you have to know enough to be dangerous about like all of the war fighting functions you know that, you have to understand like so much yeah you jack have to understand trades. logistics you have to understand communications um you have to understand you know administration you have to understand fires you have to understand all that stuff you know weapons capabilities and obviously then you know I'm kind of like the guy who, who puts the plan together and all the other staff members basically feed me the information that I need. And I make sure that they're getting their fucking job done so that somebody, so that our guys, you know, have the best possible, um, you know, cause you know, I'm feeding the commander basically the plan and he gives the blessing and I have to give different options for him to choose from usually. Um, and then that's the plan that gets executed by pulling the triggers. Okay. If, if that makes sense, but it, it's all encompassing, you, you know, uh, I don't want to get too into the weeds of that, but yeah, that you're, you're absolutely right. Um, well, that just goes to, it goes to the point of that. I was going to say next is when we say, when you said predicting the future, for those of you who are like, you're on the rocks or you think we might legit be kind of loony for what we're talking, what we're going to get talking about. Um, we're not making shit up, right? We're finding factual things that we can verify with our own eyes or firsthand accounts or published articles that are multiply multiple sourced and proven and we say this happened or or this is was said or supposed to happen put it up on a storyboard right this happened supposed to, and then we get a general idea of what has happened what they're saying they're going to do and then we say okay well then if this xyz has happened or will then you know this should also happen and then when you see oh well that came true that means okay, well, if we can replicate this a couple more times, we might be onto something. Right. And that, unfortunately, I hate to say this because this is a shitty position we're in. It's just free people on this earth. Um, there's, there's definitely some shit going on. It's too obvious. Uh, there, there's definitely some sort of plan. There's definitely some, some nefarious activity going on. And by we have, I haven't really been wrong about more than a few things except for the timeline that's really i feel like i sometimes tend to get it i, I say it's going to happen sooner than it does um that's just my my tendency but for the most part most of the shit we've thought or expected to happen has right. and the stuff that we expect to happen and hasn't is still fucking scary as hell yeah um and so yeah go, going off on that i mean um you know the reason why timelines are so difficult to predict too is because you know you, you have the age, the age old adage um uh the enemy also has a say right so you you the best plan goes never you know what, whatever you whatever you want to call it like you can say the best plan always goes to shit once you make enemy contact stuff like that because you know you you do have good people who are out there fighting and resisting. And I, I would, I would argue most of those good people who are resisting what's happening 
are not in politics. They're they're the actions of of everyday individuals um, just refusing to accept this, you know, whatever you want to call it, the the global cabal, you know, the new world order, um, this dystopian, um, insane idea of a, a one world government, you know, uh, whatever whatever it is you want to call it. I mean, it doesn't even really have a name. What you know, uh, they call it the new world order if you go by Klaus Schwab and the the WEF douchebags, um, you know. So I mean, we can just and go they are douchebags. They are douchebags. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, um, I guess we can start with like, you know, 2020 and, and I'll, I'll kind of I'll, I'll kind of brush over some of the stuff that, you know, people mostly already know and just kind of go into the details, you know, where we need to. And, you know, if you have any questions or you want to dig deeper on something, man, just stop me because I have a tendency to go on a rant. Hey, uh, man, do so. your thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I love talking to you. I think everyone who's listened up to this point, I think they got the vibe too. they're excited for what we're about to talk about. Word. So, you know, 2020, you know, we had this coronavirus stuff and um, I'll be honest with you, like in the very beginning, like when I first saw, cause like you have to understand my background um, as an anti-terrorism force protection officer, you know, I am taking, you know, chemical, biological, nuclear, radiological, and energy attacks into consideration for my planning. Right. Because that is, a viable threat, you know, when I'm developing plans for a military installation, which I have done. Um, in fact, uh, I, I wrote the plans for uh, all of Camp Lejeune at one point for all of TUMEF. I was inserted into that process for writing hundreds of pages worth of orders, you know, that TUMEF falls upon for force protection. Um, and so That's pretty impressive when um, thanks. <laughs> Like um, no joke, man. That's pretty wild that you were involved in that. When um, when this coronavirus stuff hit, I was like, "Fuck, they did it. They really did it." You know, and I already knew that. Like, you know, the only way there there is really no way to unless you have a gas mask and you know uh, a a full suit. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's no way you can avoid contamination. I mean, especially if it's something that's airborne or you know aerosol based. Well, exactly. A mask isn't enough because it's going to get in through your eyes too, because your eyes are porous, right? If you're not covering your eyes along with your mouth and nose, well, you're going to get it that way too, right? So that's why anyone who's been in a CS gas chamber can right, right. Um, And so, you know, I kind of had a freak out moment and spoke with my family, and I was like, I don't know how bad it is. I, I don't have enough details to say whether it's you know really deadly or not. I don't really know. And uh, I said, the best thing we can do is just stay home as much as possible, avoid contact with other people, avoid crowds, all that kind of stuff. And I need some time to dig on this and research and see what this is really all about. So my family pretty much kind of stayed home and uh, I would go out and I, I looked like a complete idiot because, you know, I would go to the supermarket and I'd be the only guy in there wearing like, you know, uh, a freaking face mask. And I'm not talking about, you know, these face diapers that they're wearing now. You know, I, I was talking, I'm talking about like an actual, you know, respirator, right? That's, You're wearing something it, that in the event that shit's real, it will pr- protect you. Well, to an extent. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty effective, right? If you're wearing an actual respirator, you know, they, they filter mm-hmm. down to like 0.3 microns or 0.1 micron or something like that. 
because you have to look at the actual size of the virus itself. So if, if your mask is rated to 0.5 microns, but the virus is 0.2 microns, well, guess what? It's going to go right through it. You know what I mean? Um, as, uh, as an EMT and a former firefighter who has to deal with respirators, self-contained breathing apparatuses and the like, I mean, you're 100% correct. Right. It's just anyone who's worked in that environment, had OSHA stuff or anything with CBRNE, like you said, they immediately were like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. This doesn't scientifically make sense. Yeah. And so I was that guy getting the crazy looks and people were looking at me like I'm fucking insane at the grocery store for about three weeks. And, um, you know, you, you start seeing all this stuff on the news where, you know, they're rolling out the footage of body bags and stuff like that. And they're saying all these people are dying and this and that. And, um, I started doing my research and I started looking around and, and, and not paying so much attention to the news as much as I am my actual, my own street and my own community. And, you know, I got elderly folks, you know, other retired Marines and sailors in, in my neighborhood and, um, you know, with, with pretty severe health problems. Right. And, you know, they're saying that everybody's dying from the shit. And then you find out that some of the footage that they're using um, that they tried to pass off for New York city happened to be Italy. And then I called up some friends of mine who work for the fire department up in New York city. And I was like, Hey man, what's the deal? Like, are people really fucking dying? They're like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, they're saying it on the news that like, it's crazy. Like people are dropping all over the place and coronavirus is killing everybody. And it's like really crazy. So um, my friends up there are not only firefighters, but they're also EMTs and then also um, nurses that work in the hospital. And I talked to them and they're like, well, yeah, we have people in here, but it's not like what is on television. I'm like, what the fuck? So, you know, eventually it, it you know, we start getting some data and you, you realize that it has like a 99.98% survival rate, first of all. And I'm looking at my neighbors and stuff like that. One of them is like a dude who has like one lung because he smoked his whole life and he's got COPD in the good lung that's left. And that dude's still alive to this day, you know, and um, just paying attention to my environment. Right. And finally, I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm like, this is total bullshit. You know, like for, for I bought two- it for that first month or two as well. I did right. wear a mask. I stayed at home. I didn't know. And then yeah. I got to the point where I was like, I'm not putting a mask, like I'm not going out in public with my child without a mask and yeah. me wearing one. And yeah. that's really what started to piss me off. Yeah. And that's when I lost it. And I just stopped believing and doing anything that they told me to. Right. Yeah. At that point, I knew that something was really wrong. And, um, you know, when, when you really started digging into it and, and going through everything, um, you realize that there's like it has a, a better survival rate than the flu. Right. And all the initial data that they said is that it it doesn't mutate faster than the flu, which means you can develop a vaccine for it. But um, there really wasn't a need for a vaccine because a vaccine is is something that you develop for something that's like, you know, legitimately deadly. I mean, you know, the reality is, is that coronavirus is basically killing the same amount of people as the flu does. And the numbers right now match that. In fact, more people lived in 2020 than in uh, the previous two years before coronavirus even existed. And then magically also, you know, the flu disappeared, like 98% of flu cases around the world just disappeared, which leads me also to come to a, a half con- half-assed conclusion to think, you know, maybe coronavirus is just the flu renamed. Maybe it's not even real. Maybe well, then you'd almost have to bullshit. sit there and say, what if there was a guy who invented the test and he, you know, what would he say about it? I don't know, like a, a Carrie Mullins or, or Malone type. Yeah. 
Um, and the other thing is, is, you know, you start seeing these tests, right? And you, you see the, the president of an African country test a goat in a, in a grapefruit or something like that. Yeah. And they both had coronavirus. So, you know, the I test saw some started. sorbet that had coronavirus too. That was yeah. upsetting. Um, and so, you know, and I actually looked into like um, the investment companies, like companies in the biotech sector that were making the tests and whatnot. Right. And, um, you know, just looking at that stuff and, and just researching into the actual testing, um, you saw that there's like a, a over a 50 percent like pos- a false positive rate. So it's like all the data is completely skewed. And, and my uncle actually passed away. He, during this time as well. And then you, you dig into the death certificates, right? Like my uncle had stage three cancer, right? He, he was an underwater welder. He was a Navy veteran. He worked in Navy shipyards as a contractor most of his life. And obviously he got asbestos poisoning and got lung cancer. He was dying of lung cancer for like six months, right? And uh, all of a sudden, like he passed away and he basically had coronavirus as a cause of death on his death certificate which clearly is not what killed him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they were doing that with like car accidents. I, th- I saw something. I think most people do like that, like a guy on a motorcycle. Scenario. Yeah. It's just really weird stuff, man. Like, and, and then you, you look at the money that hospitals were receiving and stuff like that. Um, the incentives that they had for treating people with coronavirus. And it's like, wow, just follow the money. And this is, it already started to stink to high hell for me at this point. And I was like, no, fuck this dude. This is bullshit. I'm also going to throw it out there for those of you who don't know. My wife is a is a highly trained medical professional, right? I'm not going to say the exact job she does. Let's just say she can prescribe you medicine, and you're not lying. All this shit's true. The hospitals, the companies, they're given money to diagnose. They're given levels of money. If you die, right? If you're just if you become positive, if you stay there, if you get the um, remdesivir treatment, that shit it goes up. The money goes up incrementally. The worse it is. Yeah. And, and for every person, like they get, they get money for everything. Like every person that's admitted to the hospital for coronavirus, they get a, a large sum of money. Every person that gets treated for coronavirus in the hospital, they get more money for that. Every person that gets put on a ventilator for coronavirus, they get more money for that. And the list just, it goes on and on and on. You know, you can look that up yourself. Um, I don't want to And go- just a quick, a quick sidebar. And yeah, I'm with you and we can move on from that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you've ever worked in a hospital or in a healthcare system, Odds are you probably don't like the fucking CEOs that they choose because they're grimy and they don't give people enough money. And the nurses and the techs and the people have too many patients per person, especially in the ERs. Why do you think you wait so long? It's because they won't hire more people because they're paying themselves way too much fucking money. Most people in hospitals know this. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally true, because, I mean, it's about profit, man. They're 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 private businesses. The hospitals are not what you think they are. They're not like this institution that's there to make you healthy they're there to make money that's the bottom line exactly Um, and so you know kind of going through that process of coronavirus and then you know shutting the country down you know um i i I was a trump supporter for for both elections uh voted for him twice um but in 2020 you know there there were some things that happened there that really kind of got my spidey senses tingling the first of which is, you know, the lockdowns, right? Two weeks to slow the spread, yada, 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 right? Um, shut the whole country down, basically. Um, and then uh, $6 trillion, I think it was about $6 trillion added to our national debt, which our children's children's children will not pay off, was given directly to the Federal Reserve. Um, 
which is also not a federal institution. It's not a government institution. It is a private bank. If people um, don't real, if you're, if this is yeah. news to you and you're listening to this and you're like, no, and that sounds off, don't believe us. Do not believe anything. Check it for yourself. Yeah. You can look that We're up in like two seconds. <laughs> you can literally look this up in two seconds. Yeah. I don't think uh, just, and to confirm, we don't want to sound like dumbasses and retarded for giving you fake information. That's the last thing we want. So all this stuff is Google, is searchable on the internet. I don't want to say Googleable because I'll just say it's fake. And so, you know, that, that kind of piqued my interest. And I was like, why, why would you give $6 trillion of our taxes and, and add that to our national debt, right? Because the Federal Reserve is basically what sets interest rate, um, inflation, interest rates, and also, uh, as a result, um, values adds or detracts value from our currency and your buying power as an individual. Um, and so what, what they gave, Trump gave $6 trillion to the Federal Reserve, and then the Federal Reserve gave it to the rest of the banks to borrow us our own money with interest. Like, think about that for a second. Like, that is the most un-American, unfreedom shit I've ever heard. To just give taxpayer dollars to a bank, free money. They got it. They got free money, basically, that we're debt indebted to pay off so that they can borrow us our own money and make and make money off of our own money, like our money. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty fucked up. Yes. And then um, the whole vaccine thing, which obviously is bullshit. Um, because uh, if you- Well, he's still Operation Warp Speed. That was started yeah. under Trump. Remember right. you guys, that shit and was so, started under him and he still talks about that shit yeah. to this day. So $10 billion um, was given to Big Pharma for the vaccines. And when you look at the data and you look at the patents for coronavirus and yes, uh, holy shit. Uh, if you look at the patents for all this stuff, the patents and all of this, all, all of the patents that were filed for coronavirus and the vaccines and all that stuff, this shit was already made before 2020 even happened. Doesn't right. half of it go back to like the, is it the Rothschilds? Um, some of the, some of these things, they're a little bit, they're a little bit further up the chain, but yeah, they're the, they're the Rothschilds own the world bank. Um, and the central banking systems that are basically in place of every country um, is owned by the Rothschilds. They're the richest family on the face of the planet. They have probably on paper, their, their, their wealth is like 500 billion, but it's probably more in the trillions, actually. Um, and oddly enough, the only countries that were remaining uh, in the world at the turn of the century uh, that didn't have a central bank were the, the countries that America went to war with. Uh, yeah or were very adversarial towards, let's put it that way. So that's uh, another fun fact. Um, that's yeah. a whole nother rabbit hole. That's, that's a whole nother rabbit disgusting hole. Disgusting and yeah. crazy in and yeah. of itself, isn't it? Oh man, that's for another time. <laughs> um, and so, you know, you, you go into the vaccines and, and obviously we know that the vaccines are hurting people. Uh, I read the VAERS reports. Um, I've read the DMED reports from the military, which the military has now also pulled. Um, and scrubbed and basically are trying to hide the damaging data um, that's happening in our own military right now. And actually, so on my Telegram page, my Telegram page is basically kind of like my, my private like library because you can search everything on it. Um, and so I'm gonna go and try to search the DMED data right now and just read you from the military's own uh, reports of vaccine side effects Right now, according to the military, 
um, their DMED database for adverse effects for the coronavirus vaccine that was mandated. Um, myocarditis is up 2,800%. Cancer is up 300 to 900%. Infertility for both genders, men and women, are up 500%. Miscarriages are up 300%. Neurological disorders are up 1,000%. I don't know what the fuck this is, but it says dem demyelinating disorders is up 1,000%. Multiple sclerosis is up 600%. Gian barre syndrome up 500%. HIV up 500%. Pulmonary HIV, pulmonary. that's one of those interesting ones, isn't it? Correct. And I'll, I'll, I'll expand on that real quick. <laughs> um, and uh, pulmonary embolisms is up 400%. Those are just kind of the, the big takeaways. And HIV, currently, right now, the United States Army is doing a all-hands retest of all personnel for both HIV and sickle cell anemia. So that's yep. awfully strange. Um, uh, I have a friend who just got back from the Warrant Officer Basic course, and uh, three of his buddies, after they got the vaccine, their appendix exploded and they needed emergency surgery. Um, That's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh and that, this God. is just regular stuff. Recently, and these are not out of shape fucks. These are fighting age active duty military people. Yeah. These people are in better shape than half of the people listening to this podcast right now. And their, their bodies are deteriorating and their appendixes are exploding and they're getting HIV. From what? It's not, it, I tell you what, it's not from, what is it, cominary or whatever, corminary? Yeah. They're not giving them that. Yeah. And, um, and that's why they don't much, want to talk man. about this because it's too, they could be liable for all this. Right. Well, they are liable. <clears throat> and it's all illegal. And and so there there's other legal things too, right? So basically another thing that Trump did was he made it um, impossible for you to hold there, there's, um, I forget the exact name of it, but there is a, um, like an, it's like an emergency act or something like that. It's the, the verbiage that's used basically to not hold these companies liable for, for adverse effects and stuff like that. Cause they had to do and it so quickly and, and there's different clauses. So the, the time of this, so it's based on a time period. So I believe in 2023, that time period for, for not being able to hold them liable runs out. But there's a, a different clause, and it's this is U.S. Supreme Court, basically U.S. Supreme Court decisions, and this is why they want to vaccinate kids so fucking bad right now. The reason why they want it to get, they want to vaccinate kids so bad, so quickly, and they go down the age group. They started with the old people, then they got the middle-aged people, now they got the teenagers, now they're going for the toddlers, then they're going for the infants, because if it becomes a childhood vaccine based on previous Supreme Court rulings on vaccinations, because people have tried to sue these companies before for vaccine adverse effects. If it is a childhood vaccine based on previous Supreme Court rulings, if it is a childhood vaccine, meaning that is approved and, and is a normal vaccine that is given to children, they can never be held liable for this shit. You can never it's, it's interesting that they, they wanted to wait 75 fucking years to release the data too. Right. Correct. And, and I mean, this data Which is, is the average lifespan and, of someone in the United States. Yeah. And, and this data is damning in itself. You know, the data and they're releasing what, like small amounts every month. I believe like that? I believe the, the courts have ruled that Pfizer has to release 500 pages of documents every month, basically. And the one and it's only been a couple months or a few months and they're fucking outrageous. So, yeah, I, I did a video on the original data dump. Um, based on the first two months after the emergency use authorization, 
Um, and so, you know, if you, if you scroll through my channel, you'll see like a, a VAERS picture of, of a VAERS report. And it just says VAERS data because I, I had to be really careful because YouTube has banned like so many of my fucking videos right now. And that's another reason why I haven't put many up is because I'm on a, on, you, you have to wait 90 days um, for your, for your um, warnings to disappear. So if, if you go over three warnings, they just delete your whole account, your, your toast. Um, and so I've got that information on there as well. Um, one other thing that I, I'm a really big proponent of too, is um, I want people to be aware that if you are pregnant, you need to stay the fuck away from this vaccine. If you are thinking about getting pregnant, you need to stay the fuck away from this vaccine because this is obviously uh, like everything else is transferred from mother to child. And it is also, if you get the vaccine while you are breastfeeding, it is mm. passed via breast milk to your child. Well, what happens if we run out of, of formula? Well, Aaron, that's what they're doing we'll right now. And, and them, so that's exactly why I'm leading into that because they're, it's, it's interesting, right? So um, the vaccine, like I just said, is passed and, and this is contained in the VAERS report as well, that there are um, deformities and um, disabilities and even, you know, death and stuff like that associated with women who are breastfeeding their children because the vaccine is being passed through mother's milk to the child. And now we have this baby formula crisis, which is now forcing women to breastfeed their children. So if the woman is vaccinated, she is going to then by default, because there is no baby formula, have to feed by the breast if they are still lactating so that their child is going to be vaccinated, whether it wants to be or not. You, you know what I just, don't even know it. I just connected just now, and it's even more nefarious. Remember what we were talking about earlier, and I'm sure we'll go into it, but like south of the border, those people down there have stock shelves full. It's right. almost like you want them to be healthy right? and us to be weak and, and dying. Well, on my, on my telegram channel, you know, people are, you know, in, in recent events of this Buffalo, New York shooting, you know, with this guy is talking about, you know, white replacement theory and all that crap. Um, all the I dug into, points. I, I, I dug into that a little bit on my telegram channel, like two days ago where, you know, it's really not a theory because all of this mass illegal immigration is only happening in Western countries, right? In the name of diversity and, you know, whatever the fuck excuse they want to make. Um, and, and all you really have to do is look at voting demographics, right? Democrats, they are, they don't give a shit what they have to do to win. And if you look at voting demographics, um, it shows that people of color overwhelmingly vote Democrat. Um, white men and women, they vote majority Republican. And so, you know, um, an easy way to fix that is to in is to make white people a minority. Right. So I'm not trying to be like some type of a supremacist here, but I mean, it's, it's a way to change voting demographics without having to really change. People. And we're not here's the best part. We're just we're connecting dots. And it's not that this is the only reason you would say that there's quite a few other yeah. things going on uh, that point to the people at the top are are extremely racist yeah they are yeah, like they are. like holy fuck they're racist outright white supremacists uh and the nazi funding and everything where you it's just so fucking obvious yeah um and so you know the reality is is every every illegal immigrant that they bring into the united states is a vote for democrats um and if you dig deeper on that like illegal aliens if you look at california um, I, I crunched numbers about a year ago on this. Um, there was a poll that was taken that about 50% of illegal immigrants in California openly admit to voting in elections. And if you look at 
um, according to DHS's estimate of how many illegal immigrants actually live in California, if half of them were to actually vote, that would be enough to ensure um, Democrats controlling that state for fucking ever. Well, I saw on the news this past like week. Two million, it's upward of like two million or something. I, it's it's in the millions, and it's it's enough margin of error to make sure that Democrats never lose major elections in California. So well, I don't know if it was Newsom or some other grimy Democrat fuck, but they just put in something to make the illegals be able to vote. Like literally right. this past week. Yeah. So that's not us saying, hmm, we think like we're we suggest like no this is them fucking doing it we're just highlighting hey they've done this this and this you yeah know, that probably means I, i'm i'm fairly i'm fairly well versed on the immigration process too because my wife is actually an immigrant so um anybody out Jack there who's trying crazy. to say that i'm some sort of racist piece of shit you can go fuck yourself because uh i lived it right so but we did it the legal way and that that yeah. just adds even more salt into the you know, into the, uh, into the wound that, you know, I paid the money, I did the paperwork, I did the legal stuff, you know, and, and went through the, the legal immigration process. And it's like, these people just got a freebie. I, I told my wife, I was like, shit, if I'd have known this, we, we'd have gone on vacation to fucking Mexico and just hopped across the border. We'd get a free hotel stay, a honeymoon and all that shit, man, you know, but we didn't get that. We did it the right way. Right. So, um, and, during all of this time frame, right, you know, once um, when, when you look at the, the illegal immigration that, that is happening on the border, it's not just people are like, huh, fuck it. There's a new president. Yeah, shit. Let's let's yeah, let's let's walk 6000 miles, you know, to the United States. Like, dude, no. And flip flops and clean clothes. Wrong, Have wrong you ever answer. been out for a walk and ripped it, your, your thong sandals? But these people can do it for yeah, the whole fucking it's country. It's been completely debunked. Like because they are getting bust, they are being sponsored by um, non-government organizations, um, most of which is George Soros. Because you, you've got to think about the time frame that we're living in. It's not a kinetic war, and immigration is a way to destabilize because it, it stresses the system, and it stresses the system in so many different ways. It 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 just annihilates resources. Um, the amount of money, the healthcare, um, the legalities, um, the food, the sanitation, uh, all of that stuff, the processing that is involved in, in processing hundreds of thousands, millions of people, it is, it is a strain on the system, right? And then once they get into the country, they get their handouts and, and they, get, you know, they get on welfare and healthcare and all this other stuff. And that just takes I'm even more away, right? And so I'm it, pretty sure I saw it something. It is Sorry warfare. It is, it is an invasion and it is a type of warfare. And the same thing is happening in the European Union and NATO countries, primarily um, white uh, European countries, a.k.a. NATO countries. So it is a Western phenomenon. Like, like for example, you don't see people saying, well, Africa is too black. Um, we need to send Chinese and Middle Eastern Muslim people and, and white people from Europe because, you know, diversity, right? You don't see them saying that about China. You don't see say, saying, oh, Jap Japan, there's too many Japanese people there. Like, they're not saying it about Mexico. It's just Western countries, right? It, we're too busy destabilizing Africa. 
and yeah. overthrowing different areas so yeah. that we can hopefully gain those resources and project our violence and proxy. Well, we're fighting China over that. So, you know, yeah, you know, that's no luck. joke. China will take over Africa in the yeah. way we have like with our special operations. Yeah, just like they took over Afghanistan when we walked out. I'm going to uh, tell you right now, man, that I broke down when I, when I realized, when I heard Trump was going to take us out of Afghanistan, I broke down in tears, like happy, like it's actually happening, right? Yeah, and then like, I watched well, the fucking news like you did when we left and who knows what was real images and what isn't, right? Of what yeah. we saw, but I mean, my old unit was there. Yeah. Uh, for I, that. I, and it's like, and you have Marines there. It's like, right. what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, it was, it was bad. Uh, I mean, and I mean, that's, that's a whole, like you, we could spend like an hour long discussion on just that alone, but um, um, that was a disaster of epic proportions. Um, we lost 13 service members in that withdrawal. Um, and we basically made uh, the Taliban, the fifth best equipped military in the fucking planet overnight, like overnight. And, and I feel like the goal here by the, in the United States or the, the, the globalists here is they're going to, they want Biden to appear to be a fumbling um, idiot, which he is in a way, but that, that's not what's really going on. Yeah. In my they're, opinion, they're, at least. It, it, I think the economic way. So, I mean, when, when you, when you look at um, the dimensions, right. Like of warfare, um, give me one second. So there, there's basically, um, four main ways to like project. Um, let me see here. Uh, 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 I'm looking up um, an article real quick. So basically um, what, what I'm, what I'm trying to, to say is there, there's many ways that you can destabilize a country. And so the acronym DIME, is what I'm referring to. So you From have counterterrorism, right? Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. And so when, when you're looking at it, like people think of war as like tanks and, and planes and bombs and shit like that. Well, um, you have multiple different ways you, you can, you can totally destroy a country by manipulating their economy um, or by bleeding them out. And, and we're, we're kind of getting into this, um, new type of warfare, um, you know, where it's not necessarily kinetic. They're using other means um, to destabilize. Like, look at what's going on in the United States right now. We have the border crisis. Um, we have um, record high inflation. Everything so is- Name the crisis. How many are going on at once? Gas prices are setting new high records every day. And it basically is just like increasing the suffering of the average person such that you know you're you're basically destroying the middle class. You've put the argument. Jobs. The argument here is they're they're in, they're doing that on purpose to make us uncomfortable. Correct. Well, yeah. I mean they're they're doing it on purpose to force a collapse. I mean that's what we did well, with yes. the Soviet Union. We we basically forced them to spend so much on their military that they bankrupted themselves. I mean we have crippling debt right now. Like the debt that we have right now is. I mean I, I don't know that it's even recoverable. And I actually saw. I don't remember the country. I think it's Sri Lanka just defaulted on their, on their debts, uh, today. 
um, for yeah, the they're going into history and they're, spot in, right now. they're, they're basically in full on like rebellion mode right now. Like the people are, are rebelling there. There's they're beating active, politicians in the streets to death. Right. There, there's also an active rebellion going on in, in Iran as well right now. Um, and so, um, you know, it's all about this destabilization. And then on top of it, you know, you've got, you don't only just have the economic side, but you've, you've also got, um, uh, the the war in the Ukraine right now. So that's another thing that they're using. They, Biden, uh, the Congress just passed the $40 billion worth of aid to Ukraine while Americans are having trouble even just putting gas in their cars right now. Um, and then you look at the food warfare that's going on where farmers are now being paid to take food out of production and they're being forced to de destroy their crops. We're dumping oil on rural roads to, to get rid of oil. Um, and, you know, it's just like the, the ballot dumping mail-in ballots that were dumped by the U.S. Postal Service during 2020. Well, they're dumping food and they're, they're dumping other commodities as well because it makes everything more expensive, right? Adding to the inflation, adding to the cost of, of basic goods and, and all this stuff. Um, and this kind of ties into one of the other um, videos that I did earlier last year. Um, was a video based on um, the shipping crisis when we had this logistics crisis going on with all the ships stuck out in port. You know, you have hundreds of ships waiting to offload their goods. Um, and, you know, you have our transp transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, saying, well, I don't, I don't, I don't see any way how this is going to get fixed, right? Like, dude, you, yeah, no. And you're, then, they, then they, they, they use the vaccine mandate to put people out of work. And I mean, at one point, we even had National Guard troops driving school buses because you couldn't get school bus drivers. You know, so they're, they're, they're just destroying all of these things. Limiting dock workers, you know, on cargo, right. you know, offloading sites. It just for what? For yeah. what? For Coop? We're outside. Even yeah. if it was, y'all are already saying the outside thing is different, right? It's just well, they, yeah. I mean, but the they they basically lies. used right. They they've used coronavirus as the excuse to put to basically grind everything to a halt in a way that they're using Russia as the next excuse, right? And Putin, yeah, right. And Ukraine, yeah, that's nonsense. Well, then don't give Ukraine money and let them deal with it. But I mean, the the end result is that, in my opinion, we we backed Putin into a corner because. We broke um, an agreement with Russia saying that we weren't going to push any more NATO countries closer to Russia's border. Well, Ukraine sits right on Russia's border. And back in 2014, Lindsey Graham and John McCain went and overthrew the government in Ukraine and installed this Zelensky guy. And um, now he wants to be part of NATO. And Putin's like, nope, fuck that. Fuck that. I mean, yep. we did the same thing during the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? We installed missiles in, in, in Turkey. And then the USSR sent... Uh, and started building, you know, um, the capability for nuclear ballistic missiles to be installed in Cuba. Well, we almost went to fucking war over that, right? And he, he said, literally has been saying from day one, Putin, that is, I don't want fucking NATO on my front doorstep. Right. Quit putting NATO in the area. That's how you get war. Stop yeah. doing that. And, and that's that. That's all he asked, really, for the most really part. Really, it is. That's and actually, at one point, asked. when Bill Clinton was the president, Putin actually wanted, uh, asked to, to join NATO as well. I bet you didn't know that. I didn't. He and, did. But it makes sense when you look at it like this. It's they've wanted this since probably Reagan. Right. And I mean, you know, like if and if you really look back at history, too, with the history of the USSR, after the after the collapse of the USSR, why did the United States not just be like, hey, man, you know what? You guys need some help. I'll borrow you some money. Here's a McDonald's. Here's a Walmart. 
you know, let's do this. Let's let's help uh, build back better, man. Let's build Russia back better. And, and, and why we, was NATO we, still we in fucking, after that? Yeah, we could have fucking owned them right there if we really what, wanted to. Wasn't the whole point to join forces against the USSR in case that happened? And then so when they dissolved, you NATO is needs to be no more. Pretty much the entire per, the other the entire purpose of NATO from the very beginning was to counter um, the threat of Soviet invasion into Europe, and that's been gone for over thirty years. You know, nineteen ninety one. This is when that shit was over. So basically, NATO has existed for no reason since nineteen ninety one. Um, so they're throwing us into this war by apparently on purpose, right? To destabilize, to to have our economy and dollar just shit the bed. What do you see either coming next or however you want to kind of, you know, approach this? What do you see the results of this being or what do you think they, their goal is? Like maybe a few steps beyond this. I'll, I'll be honest, man. Um, I think I think the, the economic destruction, I, I don't think it's fully been realized. Like, I don't think people really understand. Like my grandparents grew up on a farm during the Great Depression and what people really don't know about the Great Depression is that millions of Americans starved during the Great Depression, right? Because there was no work, there was no jobs, the money was trashed, stock market crashed. Um, and I, I think that we're going to be coming to a scenario kind of like that. Um, I think it's going to be extremely bad. I think people who are poor, and, you know, kind of dependent on the government for their way of life. I think that, I think many of them are not going to make it. I think middle class, um, even some of the best people in the middle class are going to have a really, really difficult time. Um, I think there's going to be more shortages. Um, I think everything is going to be so expensive that people aren't even really going to be able to leave their house. I mean, you, you've got out in Washington that gas gas stations are drying up and they're preparing for like $10 a gallon gas prices, you know, right before the summer travel season. Oddly yeah, enough. For those of y'all who aren't aware, they literally had to do like updates on their systems and add parts to the signs to secure another digit because they expect to go $10. Right. Um, and so you are going to see the middle class just kind of get wiped. And another thing with the stock market um, I've been, we've been basically in a bull market for over 10 years, right. Since like before Obama came into the presidency. Right. And so when these bull markets come to an end, you get a bear market and that bear market is fast and furious. It dumps hard and heavy and it continues to dump. And eventually, you know, you kind of reach bottom and you, you kind of recover I think that we're going to probably see like 10 years of gains just wiped off the map um, on the stock market. And that means people who have retirements, people that depend on like, you know, investments, bond, government bonds, like that kind of stuff, depending on how your money is invested with your, with your retirement funds. Um, people are not going to be able to retire because their entire retirement is going to be wiped. You're going to have interest rates. Interest rates right now on mortgages are over 5% generally across the board. And you can expect to see another like 0.5% hike on interest rates every month, I believe the Fed said, um, to the point where people aren't going to be able to even afford buying a house because the interest rate is too bad, right? Yeah. If you're paying 8 9%, 10% interest on a home loan, 
well, most of what you're paying isn't even principal anymore at that point. I'm going to throw this out there too. I used to, so a lot of the guys listening to this knows, I used to be in the private uh, housing market uh, business and I talked to a lender in the last few days and they were a lender I work with regularly and uh, they said they expect the rates to be eight or 9% by the end of the year. Yeah. And that's kind of disturbing for, they're a normie. They're, they're a, they actually are a liberal and they don't, they didn't realize kind of how I was taking that, but it confirms yeah. the stuff we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and what that's going to do too, is obviously when the interest rates go up, typically the home values go down as well. Um, yep. and so a lot of, and these we're people... already seeing houses under appraise, at least in North Carolina by $20,000 today. Yeah. That's common in, in the area that I'm at. Yeah. And I mean, just a few months ago, they were selling for 20,000 over asking. I mean, you can't, you can't well, even, BlackRock, you can't even buy a house at this point. That stuff was no... real. Yeah. BlackRock was going in, buying them cash at 20% over value. And then yep. people with loans and like FHA or VA loans, they couldn't afford to, to be in the same yeah. contest with we... these big ballers. Right. Because cash is that, that, yeah, in that, that market. And that's what they do too. I mean, you know, obviously when real estate crashes, then all of these big money investing firms, they buy it dirt cheap when people default on their loans and they, 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 you know, default on their mortgages and stuff like that. Well, then the banks come back in and they buy it at a premium and they make a killing when they resell them, when the value comes back to normal again, you know, five, 10 years down the road. And so you have people right now that have been buying at the top of the market just because the houses, nobody was selling. You, you couldn't keep a house on the market at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, people were just, people were even waiving house inspections and stuff like that. They just said, fuck it. I'll pay you 20 grand over asking price. Um, I don't give a Here's- shit about an inspection. Don't fix anything. Just get the fuck out and let me have the house, you know? And that that's my neighbor tried buying a house and he told me that he's like, dude, I've been trying for a whole year to buy a house. I can't get one because I'd be bidding a 20,000 over the asking price and I'd still be getting outbid. Not even, not even in the ballpark of what the house was sold for, you know. And, and so, simultaneously, Bill Gates and China are buying up fuck tons of farmland in the United States. Right. And actually, uh, Bill Gates is taking that farmland out of food production, and he's he's going to grow marijuana with it. <laughs> Which is interesting when you think about it. Yeah. Um, he wants people docile. Well, the side effect of marijuana, right? Just in general, right? I think the biggest part is to just disrupt the food supply even more than it already is. Cause I mean, he's taking land out of production for actually, you know, like edible food, nutritional type stuff and doing it for, you know, illicit drugs. <laughs> and I don't trust him for a second. I, you know, no, God, no. Who God's knows what other intentions he has with it. Yeah. He's one of Epstein's buddies. So yeah, probably not a good dude. Um, oh yeah. But um, kind of going on the grander scheme of things. Um, I want to talk about, um, and transition into um, a different video that I did last year based on these um, these uh, shipping containers and kind of like the southern border. And yeah, that's I awesome. Kind we were of, talking about that before. Yeah. I, so background story, um, Russia basically developed a, a weapons system that is stored in a shipping container and it fits into a shipping container. It, you know, you have like light, medium and heavy packages um, they can be, you know, uh, cruise missiles, they can be uh, surface to air missiles, they can be, um, you know, uh, and there's videos and pictures of this shit, too. Yeah. Um, if you want, go go to my go to my YouTube channel and you can check it out. Um, it, it literally has a picture of um, I think it's got a picture of the border and I think it, it's titled like something about shipping containers. Um, and basically, um, so 
why am I talking about shipping containers, right? So I'm kind of talking into uh, conspiracy theory uh, realm of shit right now. And so basically, you know, if you were to invade the United predictions, States, future predictions yeah, of um, possibilities, if you, if, if you wanted to take over or occupy the United States or destroy infrastructure, which would be the number one thing, like I wouldn't want to go after military targets, I would go after, you know, power grid type stuff or water or communications or uh, networks and stuff like that, like communications hubs, um, electrical hubs, and, you know, uh, soft targets, right? Um, and so these shipping containers basically, um, and keep in mind that, you know, we, we have the, the human trafficking, they smuggle people in shipping containers from China all the fucking time, right? So because only 10% uh, of all of our imports are actually looked through by um, the port authorities um, and customs, right? So 10%, that's one in every 10 containers gets looked at, right? Um, and so these shipping containers that the Russians made, they sold their technology to the Chinese and the Chinese, well, they didn't really sell it to the Chinese, but they, they, they were bought by the Chinese and then reverse engineered. So it's basically a Russia slash Chinese weapon system that is completely contained in a cargo container and it's on a cargo ship which looks like a cargo ship, right? So that's kind of how you would circumvent the United States Navy, you know, the most powerful Navy on, on the face of the earth, right? You just put it on a, on a shipping container and put it on a cargo ship and it, here it is. It's, it's sent to Los Angeles or, you know, San Francisco or New York Harbor or whatever, you know. And so here, here's the key takeaway. It doesn't just stay at the harbor. It, it gets transported somewhere else. You know, these cargo containers, they go on trains, they go on semi-trucks, and they're completely self-contained, like mobile, um, expeditionary, um, <clears throat> small command and control suites, if you will. And <clears throat> they have the capability to fire missiles, and those missiles are guided by satellites. So basically, as long as the satellite footprint is over where you are and your target is, um, you can guide that target you know, within, you know, a meter of what you want to strike. Probably the accuracy is probably even better than that. Yeah. So you could, you could pre-position all of this stuff this whole time. Um, and nobody would even think twice about it. You know, it could be sitting in a train yard somewhere. It could be sitting. That's the thing that gave me chills earlier when you were, we were talking about this offline is I, it didn't hit me to that degree. I'd seen these videos and maybe what are we talking about a year or so ago, yeah. roughly when this was yeah, big. Right. Um, and I saw it back then. I didn't connect the dots of, okay, well, you know, if, if rockets start firing, I'll know that they came from those, those cargo containers. But then you mentioned they go places. I'm like, well, fuck yeah, they do. They're on the back of semi trucks. They're on every fucking railroad there is. They're in every town, every state. They could be everywhere. They are potentially yes. everywhere if, if these are around. <laughs> and I would yeah. imagine the odds of one, not one of them, right? A, a foreign actor, not putting one of these in there i bet they put at least one right why I wouldn't mean, they you don't need and like here's here's the, the the big thing man is like if you there there is a um electrical hub basically i believe it's in virginia and if that thing was to go down it would take power off for the entire east coast like yeah. our infrastructure is extremely vulnerable um and there are key points of failure if you take out any one of these hubs um, you're taking out power for a thousand miles, if not more. I mean, it's, it's out, like it's gone, it's done. 
Um, and that is basically the same thing. And, and, and you see like, you know, right now they're saying that you're going to have rolling blackouts from California to Illinois, basically. They're saying that, you know, because the power grid is strained because of global warming and climate change and the drought that's going on out there and, you know, yada, 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 whatever bullshit excuse they want to give you. But basically what they're telling you is, hey, expect to not have electricity at times this summer, right? Um, which is fucking weird. If you live in California, that's probably not so weird because that shit happens all the time. I got friends out there and they're like, yeah, power goes out. It is what it is, right? So, um, and then you you throw into the mix the border, right? The border issue. Um, it's not that hard when the border is that open. It's it's the federal government is doing absolutely nothing. In fact, they're they're actually helping these people get into the United States and then they're sending them all over the United States, typically to red states, uh, because, again, this is about voting demographics. And by the way, um, Texas is one of the biggest locations. And if Texas goes blue, they're basically a purple state already. They're basically Texas is considered a swing state at this point by about a 2% margin of error. And if you think about voting demographics and how the Electoral College works, Texas is basically the only balance Republicans have against California. So if Texas votes blue, you will not see a Republican president again for generations, if, if ever again. And it right. doesn't matter if people leave California in droves. California is, is gone. They will yeah. continue to vote blue. So yeah. they don't do anything but benefit from people having to pay back taxes. I think they were throwing that idea. If you leave, you still yeah. got to pay taxes for a certain <laughs> period of time. Yeah. So that they, those people go vote in Austin, Texas, blue for the president, turn, it, turn Texas blue. California is not going back red. That's no. still blue. So they just get have, a free state out. And, and that goes back to what I said before. You have enough illegal immigrants that are voting there to swing the election for Democrats no matter what you do. So uh, like you said, California is gone and it's not coming back. So um, and, and going on kind of this um, staying on the topic of, of you know, like a, a potential foreign invasion, um, it's not it's not so outlandish to say that you don't have um, a foreign power that could sneak in, um, you know, operators uh, across the U.S. border, and they're just kind of sleeper cells, right, waiting to be activated to do something to attack infrastructure or something like that. Like, they're not going to do some type of bullshit lone wolf attack where they're going to go fucking light up a police department or you know, something like that, that, that there's no benefit to that. They want to cause chaos. They want to destabilize because the whole, almost like if they burnt down food distribution centers or things like yeah, that, almost like crashing a plane into a food distribution center or I know. it's weird coincidence going center. on, right? Because <laughs> those things have been happening. There's, I think it's 18 food distribution centers across the United States have gone up in flames, two of which were crashed into by a fucking aircraft um, just in the last six months. Okay. And then again, on top of it, you have the federal government paying farmers to destroy their crops in the middle of shortages, right? So again, um, the kind of point of our whole podcast right now is to say um, it's intentional. Like nobody is that stupid, right? Like it, this is all designed to destabilize the government, to make the American people suffer, and the whole point of destabilization, again, then, is to also make people lose confidence in their government. Because if people lose confidence in their government, they're saying, oh, shit, this shit's not working anymore. This is not working anymore. We need a revolution. And this is the Communist 101. This is Communist Playbook 101. If it's not broke, 
make it broke so you can fix it, right? Mm -hmm. And you see this play over and over and over and over again. It happened in Venezuela the exact same way where these commie fuckers took over and they destroyed everything. Um, they, they took government control of everything, food distribution um, and stuff like that, which is basically what the government, FEMA is already giving bids to transport food at $7 a mile. So that tells you what, they're, what the route they're going right now because we're about to run out of diesel fuel on the East Coast which means that your food is not going to make it to the fucking grocery stores. When diesel fuel runs out, nobody is transporting anything. But FEMA will. Imagine that. FEMA. FEMA says, you know what, Roger that. Hey, we'll transport goods for $7. And basically, they, they already did this shit in Iran where, where the, the government is handing out food, but you need a digital ID to get your food ration. Right? So well, like FEMA's people, bullshit to begin with. I mean, well, yes. we talked about that earlier too. Like, but the whole point is consolidating power and controlling more. And, and the, the whole point is to destroy the private sector and then have the government, once it's destroyed, say, well, you know, the private sector can't handle this anymore. So the government's going to come in and we're going to fix this for you guys, you know? And then when the government takes control of it, they fucking own you because they own the food. They own not only the, the, the food distribution and, and transportation, so then, you know, hey, you want your food? Well, you're going to need to show me your digital identification uh, rationing card so we can check you off that you got your rations so you don't get double, right? And, and to play devil's advocate here, and, and it ties back into what I was just getting at, is uh, a lot of guys say, well, they don't have the people to do that. The military won't do that. Well, I would argue that, for one. But also, they would need probably peacekeepers or foot soldiers to help, right? If it's not our own government, who could it be? Another government? No, we'd, we'd fight back. Maybe unless we gave up our sovereignty to somebody on the 22nd, right? Yeah. To have people come in if they designate there to be a pandemic here and take over total control and bypass uh, our government, which is right. illegal as fuck. Kamala um, Harris is talking about it. So let me read you on that. Let me look up on my Telegram page real quick. I just find that part interesting because it's like, look at what what you were just talking about, what we do. We destabilize countries, start proxy wars, install our own puppet government. Now imagine that happening to us, and that's what's happening. So I'm going to read you basically, so in case you guys don't know, um, the 22nd of this month, basically um, Biden is approving and signing amendments to a treaty um, for the World Health Organization, and this also entails the United Nations, the UN, our, our little blue helmet buddies. Um, and I'm going to kind of give you the main talking points of this, right? This is, these are kind of like the key takeaways, of what you need to know here. And keep in mind, this, is, this has to do with pandemics, right? So basically what he's doing is, is he is signing away America's ability to govern itself when it comes to pandemic responses, Okay. So that means if a pandemic is declared by the World Health Organization to be happening in the United States, that means that the, the World Health Organization now dictates how we respond. Okay, well, you need to go on lockdown. Okay, America needs to go on lockdown because the World Health Organization said so. Oh, uh, we need a 100% vaccination rate. I don't care if they don't want it, you're going to force them to vaccinate it. So that's what they're going to do. Oh, well, the people who aren't vaccinated, they need to go into a quarantine camp. So you need to build those, you need to segregate those people from the rest of the population until they take their shot, right? So then you're going to do that too. The decision well, well, that means is that ties into the other thing. They already have built these fucking camps. Correct. So that's another, add another coincidence here 
for Krisky and Eric, uh, it lines up. So um, first thing is, is the provisions that give the who, in particular, the general director, uh, his name is Dr. Tedros, um, and he's totally a China bot. Um, it, it gives him extra powers. Um, and provisions that safeguard state parties' rights to take their own decisions are basically gone. So that means your elected officials can no longer, like, you can't hold anybody accountable for when shit gets fucked up, right? You can threaten your politicians of not getting reelected. You can threaten them, you know, with lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. When, when the who is in charge, who, who are you essentially going to hold accountable for this stuff? Nobody, right? And they're enforcing authority is through the United Nations, which gives them, the, the World Health Organization, the authority to use the United Nations to impose whatever rules and regulations they want us to be doing. And am I, I might be wrong here, but didn't, isn't the, the fucking current government of Afghanistan trying to get into the UN? Yes. Yeah, so is that what we need? $80 billion of the shit we left in Afghanistan and those guys coming in to do this? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be fucking um, fun times, wouldn't it? Jesus Yeah, that'd be Christ. fucking awesome. Um, Article 5, um, surveillance. Um, the WHO will be monitoring health threats around the world and be developing an early warning criteria for every country um, for them to handle the, the risks. Um, uh, basically, um, Article 6 in the notification section, um, it's now added that when the WHO informs a country that they are at potential risk of a public health emergency, this country is obliged to hand over its public health information, including genetic sequencing data within 48 hours. Okay, so think about that for a second. If the WHO notify, notifies a country that they're potentially at risk, they need to hand over genetic sequencing data of their, of their people within 48 hours to the World Health Organization. Okay. That means they have it or will obtain it. No, we have to give it to them. Mm -hmm. And so think about this, right? Um, I, did a, uh, I did a video on this guy too. His name is General Guo or Colonel Guo, but he's probably a general now from the People's Liberation Army in China. And their bioweapons technology, it's all DNA based right now. So that's why you see all these biolabs that people are talking about in Ukraine, because the big powers that be are developing new bioweapons that are DNA based. And what well, thank God I took that Ancestry.com swab and sent it to China for them to word. determine I'm just a white guy. Yeah, dude. Um, but it's, it's, <laughs> worse, it's worse than that because basically if they can sequence enough DNA of a population, they can essentially wipe you out by race. So if you want to go to war in Africa and you, you, you're going to need the DNA sequencing of the people on the African continent and you can develop a bioweapon that hurts only African people but not Chinese people because of the variants, the very, the small genetic variances in Chinese and African DNA. And they want it to be able to be reversible too. So they're doing bioweapon because the old bioweapons are messy, right? You know, um, if you go with like ricin or um, anthrax or something like that, that shit's fucking nasty, right? It, it's, it's destruction. But this way, if you can fuck people up. So basically what they want to do is like, think if they invented a bioweapon that slightly disrupted your nervous system, right? Your fine motor skills. Well, what does that do to the army that's going to resist you? You don't have fine motor skills. How are you going to operate in the field? You're going to get fucking schwacked, 
right? Mm-hmm. You can't conduct speed reloads. You know, you, you can't do things that require aiming under fire. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, but it doesn't affect your guys, right? So when you go in there, you come clean up and then you can reverse the effects when you're ready to govern the people you just annihilated, right? You, once the military is defeated, you're, you're there to govern and occupy. You know what I'm saying? This, so this is kind of like the new age warfare that we're in the nuclear weapons. That's all bullshit. You hear people talking about nuclear war. You're fucking, you're full of shit. Nuclear I, war, I'm so nobody glad is doing that. that. Nobody I is doing nukes. That. Nobody is going to push the nuke button because that means the entire world is gone, including the rich fuckers who are trying to control everybody right now. They're done. I believe nuke- if there's a nuclear thing, it is a false. They say a nuke went off. Yeah, that's fear. They porn. Were not, a nuke didn't go off. They just yeah. claim it. Nuke, nukes are nothing but fear porn at this point. The real threat is these DNA-based bioweapons. And that's exactly what this coronavirus stuff and the vaccines really are because they are editing and changing your DNA. So um, one thing, and I don't know if this might be a whole other topic, we could touch on it for two seconds. That ties in, how would they do that, Eric? How would they, if, you, if they inject you with this, let's say something's in the, in the jab, how would they make that come to life? If you just get it one day and you're fine, like I've had the, I've had the Jane, somebody says that, right? I haven't, right? But let's say, hey, I've had the Johnson and I'm fine, or I've had whatever fucking one. And look at me, I'm healthy, right? Right. Well, I mean, it, 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 it certainly affects different people differently because, you know, they all say that, you know, humans are all the same. Well, no, we're not actually. There's so many different biological factors that, that come into play, um, age, gender, fitness, um, you know, underlying health conditions, you know, that kind of stuff. And so generally what you see is um, it, it's kind of random, right? It, it's kind of hitting everybody differently. But one of the most common conditions is this myocarditis, this weakening of the heart. And you're seeing professional athletes by the hundreds just dropping dead, you know, um, in Europe, in the United States, you see kids dropping dead um, at school right now of massive heart failure. Um, and so the, from, from what I've understood in, in, in reading into, you know, the ingredients that are in the vaccines, um, is that it's, it's very, very much, it has, um, heavy metals. Um, that's one big thing, heavy metals, which is toxic to your body. Um, and then you have these spike proteins and even more recently, um, you know, they're, they're saying that, that they're using, um, you know, like you and I were talking about before, this DARPA gel type stuff, which is basically a lipid or a fat that is encasing other um, pathogens that are like, you know, a deadly disease that are basically stuck in like this shell, right? Um, and apparently the shell um, is dissolved with a certain radio frequency, AKA 5g 18 gigahertz, uh, I believe. Yep. And it, once, once it hits you, um, it releases these pathogens and you're fucking dead. Right. Um, I wonder how many so, people we just lost just then. Probably if a you're lot. You're still here. You're, you're my kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> so this is very theoretical. Like this is, this, I'll say it again. I can't prove this shit, but what I do know is that people are dying from it. And a million dollars to bet. This is the direction I'm betting it. Yeah. Um, and so what, what you do see too, is like, you know, one of the other theories that I kind of thought up with is it it comes down to different batches, right? So you have different batch numbers when you get these vaccines and, you know, just kind of talking with friends and, and family and stuff like that. I said, you know, it's potential that, you know, these different batches have different things and they're basically experimenting on us to see what works and what doesn't work. You are the fucking Guinea pig. 
Okay, let's put it that way. So this is just a massive medical experiment that, by the way, is in complete violation of the Nuremberg, um, the Nuremberg Code, which was developed after World War II to prevent uh, unlawful uh, experimentation on human beings, right? It's completely illegal. Um, and so I think that these different batches, they're, they're kind of just playing and trying to tweak this thing to see what it does. And so one guy might get a batch and he's like, oh, dude, I'm good. And six months later, he's dead. And then the next guy gets it. And this one kills you at, you know, a year or a year and a half. And then the third batch is like, it kills you two or three years. But I've seen a lot of chatter basically saying that everybody who's got two doses of the vaccine um, is potentially, supposedly, um, hypothetically, going to die within three years of getting it. And so that, that's basically what, what, what I've been reading. I don't know. I don't have anything to support that, but I do know that people are dying of it already and that there are a lot of people that I, I and it's not just stuff that I've read. I've seen things um, within my own family um, as a result of this vaccine. And I know people personally also who have had adverse effects from this serious, serious effects um, from the vaccine. And so I already know that there's, there's something to this. I just don't know how deep it really goes. And, but the one thing I think we could probably agree on is it should get worse and it should, they would, they'll probably either, and maybe a combination, cover up the side effects and these deaths with other fake pandemics, right? And that supports their narrative and what they, the power that they're looking at using here, or, uh, um, they're going to, they're going to say it's like smallpox or they're actually, they're actually really smart about it, man. Because if you look at how VAERS actually reports, I think it's like 48 days. Don't quote me on that. I'd, I have to look up the number of days that, um, so if you get, say you get the vaccine and, and you have an adverse event at 60 days, that does not count for VAERS reporting. It does not count because you're outside of the reporting period that VAERS is accepting. I think it's 48 days. Don't quote me on that, like I said before, but there's a certain time period and it's, it's like a month to two months, something like that. It's in that time frame. So if you die or you get AIDS or hepatitis or herpes or uh, myocarditis, all of which are side effects of this vaccine, there's 77 pages of fucking side effects. Yes, herpes and AIDS is a side effect. It's just um, how the fuck can that be a side effect? It is. Um, it, you can read it. You can read it for yourself. Oh, no, oh, no, I agree. Pages, I know it and is. It's it in just, alphabetical order. So it's mind boggling. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, um, pretty much every disease known to man is somehow a side effect to this vaccine, which is fucking insane. Um, and so, you know, it, it's it's yeah, it's it's totally crazy. But um, anyways, um, I don't really know, but it, it's definitely messing people up. You know, there's countless YouTube videos. Um, if you go on telegram, there's like a, there's like literally a telegram channel that has thousands of people in it that literally just list people who have died after taking the vaccine and all yeah, of that. That's sad I, shit. I've seen that, man. It's, it's bad. Um, and <clears throat> again, um, I don't know where that really goes, but I, you know, if you look at the autism rates, like back in 1983, we only had 10, I think there were 10 total vaccines back in 1983. And right now in 2022, there's 36 vaccines that everybody gets right from birth. And I think the autism rate back when it was 10 vaccines, I think it was like one in 
one in a thousand or something like that, or one in 10,000. I'm not sure what it exactly is, but I think right now they're, they're projecting right now one in 10, specifically boys, for whatever reason, one in 10 um, will have some form of autism. Yeah. And so that, and that basically it, it's, it's this heavy metal poisoning that I'm talking about because that have the heavy metals basically disrupts all kinds of shit in, in your body. And, and um, it, it basically is also correlated with, with autism. And that is, that's absolutely with the vaccines. Trump himself was tweeting about that for years, right? All these vaccines giving people autism and it's not just, it's not just autism, but it's allergies too, right? Like allergies, um, all kinds of different things, birth defects, you know, you name it, uh, are related to these vaccines. And it really kind of just wonders, makes me wonder if, if big pharma is just putting the shit in the vaccines just so they have, you know, people who are buying their medicine for the rest of their lives. Cause that's what big pharma does. Right. They don't invent cures. They keep you on a therapeutic that doesn't really fix the problem, but they want to keep you alive with the problem because the longer you live with the problem, the more money you spend on their product. And then that makes them more money. That's what big pharma does. They're fucking evil. You know, they're not here to fix your problems. You want to fix your problems, start eating properly, buy organic foods. Don't buy GMOs, buy organic as much as you possibly can. And go work out. And, but that's yeah. the thing, working out shakes, is white sake. supremacy. Is that yeah. just added <laughs> to the list of bullshit, right? Um, Okay, so I want to touch on one last thing. We've been going for a while, man. I appreciate it. You're fucking very, very easy and and fun to talk to, right? I love <laughs> I love that we're like into the same shit here. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so and it's the one thing you were touching on earlier before we started uh, with like the roads and highways going in and out of cities. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, if the next time you guys are, are like driving, you know, on a highway outside a large populated area, um, kind of take a look around, right? So of, of the design. Um, so you, the first thing you'll notice is that the median isn't just like a patch of grass separating, you know, the opposite lane of traffic, right? Going the opposite direction is you. It's, it's probably a cement, um, you know, vehicle barricade that goes the whole fucking way. And the next thing you'll notice is that, you know, you'll have cement barricades on the other side of the road, which prevents you from going off of the road as well. Um, or you have, you know, these uh, steel wire, um, basically vehicle stopping uh, devices as well in place if they don't make the cement. Um, or, you know, patches that are like forest, like a dense forest or something like that. They don't really need that because, you know, you're, you're just going to run into a tree at that point, right? Um, <clears throat> and so part of that, you know, what they tell you is that it's, it's for your safety, which yeah, sure it's true. Cause obviously I don't want somebody coming across the median and slamming head on into me from, you know, the opposite traffic. Right. Um, but the other thing is too, is from a ATFP anti-terrorism force protection, CBRN perspective. Um, it's also for biological, um, and radiological nuclear slash, um, response, right? So if you have an outbreak of a deadly pathogen in a large city, well, how do you stop it from spreading to the other cities that are around that city, right? Well, you got to lock that place down. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, you need to canalize people and think of can't think of the word canalize. If you don't know what that means, it means like funneling, right? You're, you're basically choke pointing, <clears throat> um, using the highways as your only ways in and out. 
because most of these big cities, they don't just have like a road that leads out into the country and then you can, you know, go somewhere else that way. It's, it's usually the way to get out of the city is to take the highway. Um, and so a lot of these highways are actually set up as choke points to easily cut off any um, motorized vehicle traffic going in or out of the city. Another thing that you'll notice when you start to kind of get to the outskirts of the city on the highways, you, you'll almost always see big, wide open fields with no trees. And those wide open spaces are actually designed to bury dead people, um, should this scenario have to play out, or for military camps, um, headquarters, that kind of stuff to set up your command and control centers, right? And so basically, the reason why these roads are set up that way is because they want to easily be able to shut down any motorized vehicle traffic in and out of the city so that they can quarantine it should they need to. So that's kind of a weird little fact. Um, it's true. But it is. It's a fact because <laughs> a lot of people, I can already hear it. They're going to say, well, that's that's, you know, who's thinking of that the level of planning and putting cities together. If you think there's a lot of planning to get your fucking local HOA squared away or your park voting on benches at the park. You, I mean, look at your background with the Camp Lejeune thing, right? Like, it's this stuff's taken into account. And if you're in the, the first responder side, NIMS, the National Incident Management System, and you understand that um, architecture and the framework, and then if you're like, even if you're like, a, if you're a chief, especially, or like at that level, you understand how you have to have classes dealing directly with National Guard, governors, federal, all of that. That planning is through the roof. This is not done by accident. So, I will, I will caveat that with like my own personal experience. So when it comes down to like chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, and energy type stuff, planning, right. Uh, I have, I, at that high of a level at like the MEF level, the Marine Expeditionary Force level, um, basically you are planning from the top all the way down to the bottom. And so like, like down to almost individual like battalion level actions that I am dictating to other units in case something like this happens on what to do. Um, and so there are people in the government that work together as a, like kind of like a task force, right? Where they bring in the subject matter experts on how to plan for these emergency slash scenarios and how they can best mitigate them and control the situation. There are like my job, like there are guys right now on every single military installation whose only job is anti-terrorism force protection. That is literally their only fucking job. That is what they do. They write the orders, they do the planning, they do the inspections, they take the classes, and then they recommend those decisions to the guys who are in charge. And then they sign off on those orders once they write up the plan. The same thing happens in the civilian sector with, you know, the, the, the civilian government, right? Like they have guys who are literally sitting there in a think tank every day planning on how to best control or mitigate disaster, potentially disastrous situations. So you're absolutely right that that type of planning does happen. And they absolutely do have people who are ready to go in when needed to stop an outbreak of a potential deadly pathogen, whether it be an attack from, you know, a, a foreign actor of a foreign country, or whether it's some type of rogue terrorist attack or something like that, like you never know, but there are people that have to be prepared for that. Obviously, you know, that's, it's, it's the government's job to protect the people 
<laughs> I, I say that loosely these days. Um, but it's one know, of their only main jobs. It's literally like like the federal government's like, <laughs> only like that's the job. Yeah, that that literally should be the federal government's like only mandate is to do national defense type stuff and emergency response. And the rest should just be up to the and when the states need some money to help out fixing something, the federal government's like, okay, good to go. I'll give you some money. Otherwise, fuck off. You know, that's my, that's my opinion. Uh, oh, I like that, <laughs> that's cool. I can't yeah, get that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, I guess uh, I ranted pretty good there. I mean, unless you got anything else you want to talk about. Oh, hell no. Not tonight. I, I wrote down some topics, maybe, if you're interested in coming back. Um, I, I would like to touch on, because I don't think I've touched on these with you, right? So you might be able to open up my eyes. Some World War II history, maybe some some unknown stuff oh, shit. that pertains to now. Maybe some globe, more talk on the globalists. Um, yeah. Human trafficking, pedos. Yeah. Right now, that kind of stuff's through the roof. So yeah, maybe that's another crazy time. shit, man. I'm, I, I, have a, I have a history degree, so I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable on the, the World War II stuff. Um yeah. And I have done research, you know, like I, I, dude, I, it's weird, man. Like I, I look up so much stuff, like I hear one thing and then I, I start digging into like, you know, um, like government statistic databases on, on like crime and I break it down by race and gender and all this other stuff. And it's, yeah, I, I dig on so many things. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like I talk to my friends and they're like, dude, is there, is there anything you don't know something about? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Try me. <laughs> you know, like, I just read, man, you know, I, 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 read, I read all day. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm down for talking about like whatever. So. Hell yeah, man. That's why I have raccoon eyes. I don't sleep. I'm analyzing Intel and information all the time, connecting dots, trying to figure out yeah. what to plan for. Exactly. Or, or I'm wargaming scenarios. <laughs> oh, I'm on mind. the phone with my friends. I'm just like, damn it. Wargaming shit. Yeah. Damn it. Go to sleep. <laughs> God. Yeah. Permanent raccoon eyes. Cool, man. I'm down. All right, brother. Well, hey, I appreciate it as always, man. You stay safe and you have an open invitation to come back anytime. Word. Anytime, bro. All right. Take care. Thank you.